Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We are back from our little spring break, if you will. And we got lots to catch up on and to discuss. And it's going to be fun because I've been waiting to just have this episode for years now, I guess you could say. (laughs) <laughs> because Jordan finally watched all of Ozark, caught up, was able to watch the finale. Ozark is now over, so we have a lot to talk about. But first, we also have a lot of news from the past two-ish weeks of us being on vacation slash not on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> vacation took up a lot of the a lot of the last two weeks. It was. It was a big chunk and the reason why. So, but we're here now. We work hard. We play hard. We let our Audis have some fun. And now here we are, our <laughs> innies. Who knows what our Audis were doing, but. <sighs> All right, Jordan, what news do you have for us? Well, some very exciting news is that um, in Kuti Gatwa from Sex in the City. <laughs> not the show that he's on. I wish. <laughs> wow, they should put him on in just like that. Um, that's a that's great really funny. idea. He, that is just a fun little blooper for you guys. <laughs> Off to a great start after spring break. <laughs> um, no, he is from Sex Education. Um, one of our favorite shows here at the pod. And he's probably the best character on the show, really. Yeah, one of, like, our top favorite characters on the pod, I would say. Truly. And that's, and, and that's like, in a show with great characters, he is just, like, the crown jewel of the show. Yeah. Um, he just got cast as the 14th and next Doctor in Doctor Who, which is, like, gigantic. Like, that is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I've never watched Doctor Who. But I was like, like, I was so, so excited for him. Um, He's the first black doctor, first queer doctor cast I was reading. And it's just like, just someone that I is like, this is such a huge, this is almost like if he had gotten cast as the lead in like a Marvel movie or something. Like, it's just like a huge part. Mm-hmm. And he is just such a gem that I was like, so excited. Yeah, when I first saw something about that, I went to his profile to like confirm it because I was kind of confused on the post that I saw. And he had confirmed it, but I didn't realize it was confirmation because it was just like pictures of emojis that apparently (laughs) meant something to people who watch the show. But I was like, "Hmm, why hasn't he posted anything? (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, also equally as excited for him and... I probably will not watch it, but I am (laughs) happy for the people who do and they better appreciate him or else. Yes. Well, I was just thinking about like, like Doctor Who is the reason why like David Tennant, I think is like as famous as he is and Matt Smith, you know, like all these people that got their start and I really hope something like that happens for him and that he just like explodes with fame and makes everyone's lives better because... He's so great. Totally. I agree. 
some exciting news that came out a while ago, but still exciting, is that Nicholas Braun is going to be developing a series for HBO that uh, is like a music series, and they're going to be like 30-minute episodes, and it's titled One for the Road, and it's described as candid and intimate story of a talented but dysfunctional band struggling to survive the rapidly changing landscape of independent music in the early 2000s. And he's a he's co-writing it with Chris Boingerno and also executive producing it. Just happy for our boy cousin Greg. And if you know him, you know that he like has a relation to music because he made a song for <laughs> COVID called the Antibodies. Has a relation to music. <laughs> That's a good way to say it. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited. Yeah, I was okay. The when I I first read the words like that he's working on a show, I was like, "What is this gonna be? What is he, what is he doing?" And then when I heard the plot, I was like, "Oh, that sounds good. It sounds yeah. very intriguing." So I'm sorry I mean, for having my doubts about him. He's just such you a, can go into your. He's just such a silly boy, <laughs> <laughs> but it actually sounds really good, so I shouldn't <laughs> doubt him. Yeah, early two thousands music plus cousin Greg. What could go wrong? You know. Yeah, exactly. And like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I love behind the scenes stuff about the the biz. Showbiz. Yes, exactly. So it's I think it'll be good. Jumping on the succession train. It's so funny because this is really exciting news, even though it's not really news at all. <laughs> but Jesse Armstrong, the creator of succession, announced that season four is almost done being written. <laughs> Which it's like almost done. Okay, so that's being not written. really an announcement, but I'm really excited to hear that. <laughs> We're just um, so like desperate for any updates anytime there's succession. Any, things going on. Any sort of insight is groundbreaking news for us. Yes. Um yeah, I actually hadn't seen that. I did see a post about how Jesse Armstrong said like, "Yeah, we don't want the show to like last forever, but right now we're having fun," which I was like, "Okay, great." I think I would we be are too. too stressed to know if it was ending <laughs> quickly um my parents finally caught up on that show so it's been really fun to re rediscuss the ending of this last season and I was sad for them honestly because I was like half of the fun of that show is the discourse that happens afterwards like online and like with other people who are watching it live so mm-hmm. like there was a lot of things that they were like wait what was that and what was that and I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> but it was fun to explain it. Yeah. And they'll have fun rewatching it probably too. Yes. And now they're caught up and can be live with the rest of the world. It's also jealous of them because it's, it is really fun to watch it blind too. And seriously, for the first time. seriously. So. Yeah. Oh, to watch it with virgin eyes. That'd be exactly. my make a wish. I can cut that out. I don't need to say that. <laughs> You want them to erase the part of your brain that already watched <laughs> Succession. Oh my gosh, I want to have Succession severanced. <gasps> Television severanced. That would be. There are a oh. lot of shows that I would like to go back and watch for the first time and yes. enjoy them all over again. Okay, that's the only version of Severance that I think I would allow. Yeah, there's a Black Mirror for you because, like, what implications would that have? In well, your life? would we would we forget all of the conversations we had about that show 
with other you'd people. You'd have to. You'd have, you'd to. have to. If so you get then, that eternal sunshine out of your brain, like every single thing that it touches would have to go out of your brain. We'd be the only two people that could ever do it because then we could just go back and listen to our podcast to remember uh-huh. what we thought about it the first it time we like, watched it. It would be like um, <laughs> in 50 First Dates at yes. the end when she he like makes that video for her or whatever like every day she has to watch it like why you love me <laughs> hmm. interesting wow. thought i like it me and too. i'm scared of it <laughs> such is life though you know i can't remember if we've t- i know we've talked about this show but i can't remember if i talked about it after i watched it but um there's an hbo max docuseries called the way down that chrissy Teigen was like an executive producer of mm, i i remember hearing about this and it was probably through you yeah i watched it and it was all right it wasn't like earth shattering it was interesting though and they released a second part because it's honestly pretty crazy they were working on this series and like while they were working on it and like editing it she died and so like they had they created a part two series of the series now that goes into like her death because she was in like a plane accident with her husband oh wow anyway that came out already i have not watched this part two but then they also announced that they're turning it into a scripted series so here we are another real life event turned docuseries turned scripted series the podcast is somewhere in there i'm sure Mm-hmm. Um, but it could be interesting. Maybe if the documentary was just okay, maybe it would be better. I it probably would be. I think. I think it could be a better version of Tammy Faye. It's kind of the same vibes. Mm, never saw that. Which I I didn't hate it. It was fine. It was entertaining. Yeah, but I never I never heard anything that made me like really excited about it. You know, and then I just mm-hmm. kind of came and went. But yeah. One of the, I think this could be one of the weirdest news items we've ever done. And that is. <laughs> wow, I can't wait. Uh, Dumois, the Instagram <laughs> account. Here's the tweet from the AV Club. Dumois' debut novel will be adapted to series at HBO and the book's not even out yet. Okay, and I'm glad they acknowledge that the book isn't out yet because that's the part I'm the most confused about. Yes so i also have this bookmarked, and so i have a little bit of a synopsis of what the book is have you read that um remind me i don't remember what it said so it says in the book when cricket lopez assistant to one of the most notorious celebrity stylists revamps her old instagram account and turns it into a celebrity gossip blog on a drunken whim she never thinks it'll become anything it's just a way to blow off steam after a terrible, terrible day at work. Blah, 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 blah. So it kind of sounds like it's like, um, it's not tr- like real life Dumois. It's like a story about how Dumois could yeah. have come about and sounds very Gossip Girl-esque. Yes. Well, because I think that was what was interesting. I saw the announcement about the book and I also was kind of like, what? But that it's like, it's a novel. It's supposed to be like kind of fun. It's not mm-hmm. like about like do the life of Dumois like yeah uh, 
And it also, this combined with the fact that Dumois is a guest on Z-Way <laughs> this season, <laughs> that combined this that combined with this announcement, I'm just like, who are you? I know they're just like some rando, but I'm just like, this is just so bizarre. Well, I'm curious if like all of this uh, press, it could lead us closer to knowing who Dumois is because they're working with like a writer to write this book. Dumois is not actually writing the book. They're working with Jessica Goodman, who like has written a lot of New York Times bestselling books. And just like more and more people are having to like figure out. I mean, maybe I would, it would honestly be kind of funny if she like works with this Jessica Goodman to write the book with using the voice changer app mm-hmm. and like they never meet it face to face. Yes. It's like one of the TikTok narration voices. Yeah, that'd be funny. I I just feel like I don't even care that much who they are because they probably are just some regular person. I will be more excited if they actually are like someone semi-recognizable, like someone already verified on Twitter or Instagram or something mm-hmm. like they're a critic. I wish they would be Rye Laws, <laughs> our favorite <laughs> movie critic. <laughs> it would be amazing. It's funny though because I, I, some the one thing I know for sure is that they don't have that great of taste. Yeah, they loved for starters clickbait, which we hated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, they love clickbait. I feel like they also love that made for one or whatever that show was <gasps> that we didn't like. Oh my gosh, which was even worse than clickbait. Yeah, so we You're would so make right. a better Dumois. I already know that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the thing about Dumois is that, like, they're just reposting. They're not, like, they're usually not fine. They're not, like, detectives themselves, you know? No. And a lot of the stuff they've posted has been, it's not true. Like, I think the percentage of the rumors they post that actually are true, and there have been big ones. Like, obviously, like, A-Rod and J-Lo, they posted on, like, their ages before they actually split up. That Mm A-Rod cheated on J-Lo like a million years ago now. But then they'll also post crazy things about Taylor Swift tour things (laughs) that are very untrue. We're not And like a lot of stuff. (laughs) So I just feel like they're my enemy. (laughs) Just kidding. But like. I mean. And they're annoyingly like coy and will be like. Yes. Guess who this is, even though they know. And every time they, like, block things out, I'm like, why are you blocking those things out? I don't get it. So dumb. It's so dumb. I mean, the whole, like, Anon Please thing is so ridiculous because it's, like, they never post the name. Why would who cares? Why would Max Minghella care if I was the one who posted that I saw him with Elle Fanning at a show? (laughs) I didn't. Someone else did this weekend and it made me mad. But I'm just saying, like, I don't need to be anonymous. I want Max Minghella to know I care about him enough to send it in to do more. Yes. Well, that's the thing. Everyone says a non-please, like, this is gossip. It's like one of their most funny ones is when they're, like, spotted Joe Biden in D.C. A non-please. <laughs> that one <laughs> was iconic. Like, I um I get when they need to be anonymous when they're, like, I'm on the set of this movie and this person is so mean to everyone. Mm-hmm. Please don't tell who I am. Like, cause you could like lose your job. But yeah, if it's like one of the sightings, it's like mm-hmm. I took a, I talked to Nicholas Braun for like 10 minutes on the sidewalk, walking around. Please don't reveal my name. Like who cares? 
Anyway, I uh, I have such a love hate relationship with Dumois, and now they're getting a TV show. Can't live with them. <laughs> can't live without them. Maybe maybe it'll be interesting, and we'll see some of like the inner workings of how it all goes down and whatnot. Because yeah. I was a late bloomer too, Dumois. So like, I don't totally know how they're they really got their start. I don't know. I'm intrigued. But it is really funny. I won't read the book. That's what I know for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Something we are both very excited about is that I Think You Should Leave is going to have another season. And can't wait. So happy. I hope it never goes away, really. Seriously. Something I thought was interesting. I can't remember if I had forgotten about this. Or ever knew, but um, they're making that '90s show for ne- for Netflix, and literally every person from the original cast, except for uh, what's his name, who's literally on trial for se- Danny Masterson, who's on <laughs> trial for sexual assault. <laughs> um, everyone except him is coming back on for the Netflix show, which I was like, oh, that's actually fun. I actually really enjoyed the the the. <laughs> that 70s show and um I was just kind of impressed that like literally everyone came back it's not like they're all too busy or anything all of them but I feel like sometimes with these kinds of revivals um if it's been a long time some people are just kind of like not interested Mm -hmm. and but I think it usually works the best the more people you can come that you can get to come back so agree I was actually kind of surprised. I thought it would be like only Wilmer Valderrama or something. Mm -hmm. I was shocked when I saw that Mila and Ashton were coming back. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm actually, I was actually like, okay, you actually have, have me kind of interested in this. Totally. I feel like we have talked about the after party so many times now, because I feel like there's just like a new person added to season two. Like they just keep trickling down. But, and I can't remember, did we already talk about how Sam Richardson is confirmed to come back? I know we talked about Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We talked about, for sure, Sam, but I can't remember who else we specifically shouted out. Um. Well, Zoe is coming back. And also, Anna Conkle has been added to the cast. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yay! Our favorite Anna from Pen15. Wow. And that made me very happy. That's excellent news. My last piece of news just came today, and it's that season three. In the newspaper to your house. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The stork just dropped it off. I don't know if that's how newspapers work, but that's how mine works. And season three of Never Have I Ever is being released on August 12th. And they released some photos from it, and it it's so cute. I for, just forget how much I really like this show. But there's, like, yeah. a really some really funny t-shirts in it, like someone wearing yes. a definitely not Lady Whistleboy t-shirt, which is really funny to me. It's, it was so funny. I already laughed. I don't even really know who that character wearing the shirt is, but I, I was know. really enjoying that. Good. I'm glad I wasn't alone. 
Also, the shirt that said, like, plowed by Paxton. Mm-hmm. And then has a picture of Paxton driving a tractor. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, wow, this it's is amazing. really, really good. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I thought that was so funny. I guess on to Ozark. We wanted to do a quick overview of the series as a whole. Would we recommend it? How Jordan felt about it? And then we will have to get into spoilers because the series is over and we need to discuss how it ended because we have lots to say. Our top three will contain spoilers because there are alternative endings that we have come up with. And so for starters, Jordan, how was it watching the full series of Ozark? I I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. I think it's very um well made and well acted and um really 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 good interesting complicated characters which i think pretty much always sells a show you know like Mm -hmm. um and it pretty i feel like it actually really hooked me pretty immediately i mean it gets episode one like it throws you into the whole um the whole story of how they need to suddenly launder all this money and all this stuff, but without giving you a ton of information. Cause I liked that you kind of learn more about the history of, um, Marty, Jason Bateman's character, um, his history with like this drug cartel. And, um, I, I think that my favorite seasons were the first two seasons because that was when it was almost exclusively about them laundering money and trying to find out ways to launder money and I thought that was like so interesting Mm -hmm. and I felt like that set it apart from like a lot of other kind of like like kind of like drug dealing based shows because I had never really seen something that was like exclusively about the money side of it and um I liked how like from the get-go like his wife Wendy Laura Lenny's character like he clues her in. I was kind of expecting it to be like him kind of needing to cover things up for his family. And I really liked that from the get go, like she's in on it. The kids are basically in on it and like all this stuff. And so I just, it just kind of hooked me immediately. And I also loved how many really different from each other female characters there were. I think sometimes in these types of shows that is usually a weak point. Um, But even to the final season, there were a lot of female characters that were, like, very, very different from each other and had a lot of very unique perspectives. And um, I really liked that aspect of it as well. Good. I was very happy that you enjoyed it. And I liked the perspective of the female characters because that is a great point. And I think with a show like this, it is very hard not to just, like, directly compare it to Breaking Bad and mm-hmm. but they are just so different and like focus on different things and i i just really loved this show even though i may have complicated feelings about how it ended i think that is just like expected for any series ending and the more you love something the more you are going to be uh hard you're, the harsher you are on it yeah totally well, and even like, let's just looking through, because I split up my notes kind of by season so I could kind of keep them straight. And even just kind of going back, it, yeah, like even if 
it's I feel like with a lot of shows, the final seasons are a little unsatisfying. I think it's like one of the hardest things to do in the world, I guess, to like mm-hmm. really make a really great final season that satisfies every viewer and whatever. I mean, that that doesn't mean we're not allowed to critique it, but <laughs> it's like I don't want to discount how much I did love watching the show and something I liked about it was um, and I we'll have to get into this when we discuss season five because I can't remember if I if this really holds up but especially in the early seasons like the decisions they make have direct consequences and like kind of introduce naturally new characters like um, making a bad decision early on and can then introduce an entire new like the Snell family like all these things that then become really important and like I like things that kind of naturally introduce new characters and consequences because that shows like a well-crafted story and so I really liked that I agree and felt like that was done really well all the characters were just like so well thought out and different and um the writing was just like chef's kiss to me it's hard to talk about this show as a whole without talking about the finale. So we're we're moving on to spoilers. We can't help it. We have to talk about it. Ending a show is hard, but we had better ideas of how this show should have ended. <laughs> <laughs> also, time out. Can I just say, I accidentally just said season five. I meant season four, but because it was that long two-part season I kind of felt like there was like an additional season so it's like it's all very confusing actually and Freudian slip because we actually think that it could have been better had they gone on to a season five and just split Mm -hmm. the seasons as they were already split and then done a couple more episodes yes just let some things get flushed out a little bit more and have more of a um give more time to like have the characters react emotionally to things would have been good. Yes, I agree. So what is one of your alternate endings? Let's hear it. Okay. Um, These are ranked. I'll say my favorite idea last, obviously. So number three, I, I would have liked to see at the very, very end when Camila is going to shoot Ruth. I would have actually liked to see somehow Frank Jr. from the Kansas City mob kind of maybe save her or something. I feel like it would have been a good arc Ooh. for him where like he was so awful and beat her up before. And then he like somehow so I and I don't know the logistics of how on earth he would have like been there or whatever. They mm-hmm. they can figure that out. <laughs> but that would have been kind of interesting where it's like she can't rely on the birds and here's this awful person that now she actually against all odds because it was a little shaky to me that they would ever be friends mm-hmm. but they did kind of bond over this you know and whatever and like I would have actually liked to see him or kind of someone like him come in and save her and shoot Camila instead yeah I love that and I don't think it would have been that hard to like craft a reason as to why he would have to be at her house for something yeah so Wow, I think that's a really great idea. Thank you. Especially because he just kind of like, he didn't really get a conclusion at all. Well, and I just think that they did Ruth so dirty in this finale. Um, 
I guess I'll start talking about that now because actually none of my endings really, a couple of them have mm-hmm. to do with Ruth, but um, it just was really unfair. I hated that awful. She died that way because to me, it just, most of these things are problems that I have. Most of these, the problems that I have have to do with that. I just don't feel like they are true to character. Like, I just do not believe Mm -hmm. that Ruth would have gotten out of her truck had she seen that Escalade at her house. And if she did get out of the truck, she wouldn't have gotten out of the truck without a gun in her hand. And then she was just like, who's this? I wonder who's here. And then just like not even. I hated it. And if you're going to have Ruth die, which already a bad decision out of all your options i really don't think that that was a smart one i feel like it to me it shows that they made the decision they're like okay we want to go like as bleak as possible and rather than end on kind of like hopeful because that was just not i was so i was so mad Mm -hmm. personally and also the fact that it was a character that we just basically met was the one who killed her. I feel like it should have had me- that did not have any emotional resonance. Um it should have been someone I think like an OG character from earlier on personally. Mhm. Um even if it was like Wendy, that would have been yes. so crazy, but like I don't really know Camila. I don't really care that much about her. I only care slightly more about Javi because he was around longer than her, but like I don't I don't like in my list of my priorities of like the plot lines and characters on this show, the cartel actually isn't really that high. I care. I guess I care about Omar Navarro Mm -hmm. because he's like been around a long time or whatever, but I just feel like that was like a cop out. Um, and the, that combined with the, that it was, um, the girl from the medical pharmaceutical company or whatever to basically like rat her out as the, as Javi's murderer. Mm-hmm. Like those two people are not really that important in the in the grand scheme of things, but then they became like so important in this final episode to be the ones to murder Ruth. Like I just don't like that. Yeah, like I I wasn't even sad. Like I didn't even feel anything when Ruth died because of mm-hmm. that exact thing. Which is like that's really saying something because I love Ruth so much that like yeah, I should have been heartbroken, but I was just like, huh. Like, honestly, it would have been, it would have made, had more of an impact if, like, Darlene killed her or, like, if Wyatt had never forgiven her and he ended up, like, Darlene got him to kill her or something. That would have been devastating. Something like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So many other options. Like, I couldn't, that is just so wild that that ended up being what they went with. No. Sorry. I agree. Along that same line. This was actually my number two, but I'll say it now just because we're talking about it. One of my alternate endings, the whole season, and by I mean the whole season, I mean the second half of the season. I barely even remember the first half of the season because I felt like I watched (laughs) it so long ago. Um, Except I will say that the mid-season finale was one of my favorite episodes. It was very good. The whole second half of the season, I just kept screaming, like, for Ruth to kill Wendy. I just wanted Ruth to kill Wendy so bad. And I think it Mm -hmm. really could have been very interesting. And I really do believe 
that Marty would be less mad about Ruth killing Wendy than he would have been about Wendy killing Ruth, which just says a lot to me. 100%. I was actually, when you were saying that just now, I was thinking, I was like, all of the birds would have understood. Yes. They all wanted to do it, it seemed like. Yeah. I mean, kind of going along with that, this is not an alternate ending, but kind of running with the the family their relationship to wendy i one of the 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 frustrations of having this tiny short season is that the reconciliation between all the birds with wendy happened like in the blink of an eye like she has one conversation with them in the hospital and it's i get that it's like helps them because for the first time she's finally being honest about the bad stuff she's done so i get that that would like kind of give them uh, the beginnings of a change of heart but for them to be like almost just like smiling and besties again like I especially Jonah Charlotte I think is like always kind of wants her mom's approval but also understands that she's evil you know Mm -hmm. she's like on the fence but Jonah like Jonah hates her but he's kind of like wow you know she really has a point and I just really think I want to be back in the fam you know like (laughs) I I don't know I that was that's one thing them kind of coming back to Wendy really should have been stretched out over like the whole half of the season to be honest but like that was just so short my interpretation was actually a little bit different from yours because to me it seems like they still didn't believe her when she was in the hospital and they were just like our mom is insane But then it was the car crash that kind of solidified that quick bond, which still felt very quick and not true to any of their characters as well. So then that also makes me think, why didn't the show just choose one or the other of those events? Why did we have to have both? Because Mm -hmm. that just seemed really unnecessary because they made us think that Wendy was going to die and then she didn't. And then I was just even more mad. So like, I wish they would have just picked one. I guess I read it that 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 really kind of uh, broke down Jonah's wall, I guess, because they they clearly agree. I mean, they also saw that their grandpa was horrible, too, or whatever. Yeah. But like they agreed to like go not go to North Carolina or whatever. So that was for me what I was like, oh, I guess that she like convinced them. Yeah. But I, I don't think that it was all very well portrayed. I think they could have been a little more clear about the the kids like thoughts I think in that moment yeah because then maybe we wouldn't have been so shocked in that final scene Ugh, yeah <laughs> that final scene though <laughs> um that actually gets into my next alternate ending so let's hear it great segue good work um <sighs> instead I, I they leave us it's also a crazy decision to not actually show us on screen who Jonah shoots. They're probably, they're trying to be artsy, I'm sure. And kind of pull like, uh, I never watched The Sopranos, but everyone knows about the finale ending, like just on a black screen out of nowhere, kind of. And you being like, what the heck? Like, or apparently. And so it's like, were they kind of trying to have a moment like that? But like, that should have ended with Jonah shooting wendy that is my (laughs) alternate ending because that would have just been crazy and it would kind of be like i feel like the jonah wendy relationship it did um 
makes sense to me because like Jonah throughout the whole rest of the show, he has good ideas and they literally just ignore him. Like they barely even respond to him when he talks. <laughs> and so it like, and he's, and he's like a weird kid and stuff, but like he legitimately could help them, but they just like, don't want, they just like, don't re- like, they just kind of pretend he's not there. So it, it kind of made sense that like, he's so upset about Ben, one of the only relatives that listens to him. And then Wendy's lying about his death and all blah, blah, blah. And he's just been ignored his whole life on the show so far. So it kind of, I thought it made sense for him to just be so furious that he like leaves. And, and I think it would have also been shocking and satisfying if Jonah, instead of shooting the private investigator that we don't care about, shot Wendy instead. Well, and it's saying a lot that I think to me, it's like, yeah, that makes more sense that he would kill his mom then repair the relationship with his mom so quickly and kill the investigator. Like, yes. Hmm. I, uh, I don't know that. I feel like, like, were they going for a lot of shock moment? Like, were they trying to shock us with Ruth's death? Because it didn't really work. It just made us all mad and kind of confused that that's like, is that really the way that Ruth is going to die? Like the best character on the show? And so that and would have been the like best a better shock like, moment. One of the best characters of television, I would yes. say. And I think a lot of people agree. Mm-hmm. So it's well, just... you're going to reward her for all of her Emmys with this as her death? Get out of here. Offensive. So messed up. And Wendy just gets away with it all. <laughs> Literally no consequences for Wendy. I hate None. it. Um, speaking of consequences for Wendy, here's my other all ending. <laughs> okay. Um, Wendy and Marty get divorced because Wendy goes and is the head of the cartel and works closely with Navarro and Marty just is a stay at home dad and lives a normal life with his kids and mm-hmm. Wendy just moves to Mexico or is their like head here in the U.S. and runs the cartel and they'd both be happier they would both be extremely happy wendy does not love her kids please no she it's actually funny i'm pretty sure in like in the some of the first season when like um marty's really like barely talks to her because he's pissed that he found out she's cheating on him and stuff and she's like you're a sociopath and it's like you're a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. Like she really well, is. I really think it's really interesting. It is interesting here. Like, um, I feel like the stuff with her dad was pretty rushed. Cause like he kind of seemed nice. And then suddenly he's a monster. Like that was kind of weird, but it was interesting because like, they're both bad. Like her dad's very bad for sure. But like Wendy is also has bad history like she we've seen her be bad and it sounds like she's always kind of had this like darkness about her you know Mm -hmm. so it's like I legitimately think it's interesting that like she what if she really is a sociopath like she only really shows care for her kids when they are obeying her oh that's and that's like the only time and she does very bad things to Jonah because he's like standing up to her And she does a very similar thing in the last season when she's telling Marty that he never thinks of the kids. He only thinks of himself when it's like, no, Wendy, that's you. So like, that's a reoccurring thing with her. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I think bare minimum. Definitely a narcissist. Yeah, yeah. Wild. <sighs> um, my last um, and favorite alternate ending is instead, like, let's say Camila and Ruth are having their little sh- one-sided showdown. And, but maybe the conversation goes differently and Camila kind of understands Ruth and where she's coming from because she was avenging her family. That's exactly what Camila is trying to do for her son. And so what if Camila like really respects Ruth and then they actually, and she wants to work with Ruth and then like they take the birds out or something like, and so she actually like uh, recruits Ruth instead. Ooh, I love that. That would I I think that would have been so entertaining. And then that would have opened the door for a perfect Ruth spinoff. Exactly. But now that idea is dead. Literally. Literally. Wow. I love that. I think that's brilliant. My top idea is that Marty makes a deal with the FBI, turns Wendy in, and Wendy goes to prison. And Marty gets to just live at home with his kids. A little similar to my last one, but very different as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I think it's clear that I just really hate Wendy. And I don't know if that makes me anti-feminist or what. But I don't think the show does no, her any justice. <laughs> it's not like you're That's listing true. out all the female characters. And I, for some reason, I just hate <laughs> all these characters. <laughs> no, I think I think what it does is actually speaks to um the show's characterization and how when you have this many female characters you can hate one of them and love other ones because they're all very different from each other and very complex and i think that i think that you can kind of turn that into a positive for the show personally even though i agree wendy is a pretty frustrating character one thing i kept saying to taylor when she kept kind of like asking how i was liking it was that I just started getting so frustrated um, that the birds always win. And they're not that good. Like, they kind of think they're these good, like, game players. But they're really not. And they're very obviously not. Like, you really, you can't trust them. They're Mm-mm. always trying to play both sides of every situation. Because I could, it's like the the episode where they kill Helen and let the birds live. Helen Pierce was the lawyer for the cartel, you know? And it's like, did I love Helen? No. But Helen, you could always trust she had one goal, and that was serve the cartel and serve Navarro. Like, Mm -hmm. that's who she's loyal to. The birds are trying to be loyal to everybody. And how could anyone trust them? Like, they're so obviously not trustworthy. And you choose Helen to die, when like she literally will do anything for the cartel and she will not she does not care who has to suffer because of it so Mm -hmm. that to me i was just like it's kind of like funny that the biggest drug cartel in the world or whatever second biggest or whatever they say they trust wendy like compared to all these other people it's just so wild to me that was just like a yeah right for me (laughs) But I also do think that Helen's death was so shocking because they did a good job at making us believe that she was like so important and good at her job. And 
yeah, I was more shocked when she died than Ruth. For sure. I mean, as far as moments go, an amazing moment. Yeah. And But I was just like, I cannot believe that you did that. But like, and it was, every- it's also funny because like when Javi comes in, he's like, I can't believe you killed Helen. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing Javi. Javi. Um, it's true. Cause literally every time Wendy speaks, I'm like, she is just pulling this stuff out of thin air. Like nothing she says <gasps> makes sense. And, and she has that little voice every time she's lying that it's like, it's like nails oh on the chalkboard. It's like her love actually voice when she's on the <laughs> phone with her brother. <laughs> that's what I thought the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's rich. Um, my, the last thing I just have to complain about is that I just felt like I obviously have my thing with Wendy, but I also never understood anything that had to do with the foundation. And I think that it was a really missed opportunity because I do think that it was trying to show a, like how people in power and people with money can just do whatever they want and get away with whatever they want. Just because mm-hmm. they have money and because of the people they know. And it was interesting because a lot of the characters they used that were connected to the foundation were actually the same actors that were used in like House of Cards. And so for me, it was oh, like cool. really believable that these characters were like high up in politics. But like, mm-hmm. I just felt like all those scenes were always like really rushed, but also they were so important. And like, yeah, Wendy's number one driving force. And so, like, I just wish that was done better. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's a really good point, especially because in when I was watching season three, I liked a, I really, really liked the political side of things. It totally added up with Wendy's character because her background is in politics. And so um, and I didn't know that there were all these like laws about casinos or whatever. And so I liked the part when they're like lobbying to get one more casino. Like I really thought that was really interesting. And it's one of those mm-hmm. things where it's like it doesn't have to be a super, super exciting topic because if you told me that part of this show is them trying to pass laws about casinos, I would be like, that doesn't sound that intriguing. But they made it really interesting and kind of exciting and suspenseful. Um, and so they could have made the foundation more interesting, basically, but it really was pretty dull. Um, I felt very lost every time they were talking about it too. And, mm-hmm. and it really takes up a lot of the the final season. And so it's kind of a bummer that it was just like not interesting. Well, let me just say, if you like, if you're interested in shows that talk about laws around casinos and lobbying for casinos you should watch Yellowstone (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to guess what you were gonna say and I was like it's either Yellowstone or I didn't have a backup but (laughs) I was quickly scanning through different shows that maybe that could come up that's so funny um but I did enjoy how um it came back in the end when Ruth was talking to some of Wendy's connections where she got like her um her record expunged I thought that was fun and Mm -hmm. yeah I did like that yeah I it's just so it's just such a it's such a bummer that that's how Ruth had to die because like um I think about Wyatt's death when Javi goes in and shoots Darlene and Wyatt 
and it happened so quickly but it was still it was so shocking and you just immediately knew like oh my gosh like ruth what's gonna happen you know like in even though it happened like the pacing of that was like shocking because it was he was just like blah 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 like bye i'm just killing you now and like it was still shocking it was so shocking was just like i don't know like they 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 know how to write good and a lot of really different death scenes basically for this show Mm -hmm. and they gave her by far the worst one I, I I couldn't believe I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, please say this is some kind of dream sequence, but mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't. And it's also very weird that like it's actually kind of drawn out because you have Camila in the casino being like, Don't warn her. Like, you have this whole setup, and so you have plenty of time for someone to jump in and like save her, or for there to be some kind of twist. And literally there was no twist at all. And it just shows Wendy and Marty just like on stage, like smiling, like clearly Mm -hmm. they know what's going on, but then we also never really get to see the reaction of her death. Like, or no, like did Jonah even know that she was dead at that point? Oh my gosh. That, that would completely change the ending. Yeah. If he had known. Wow. There's just, the more we unpack it, the more, mad i am about I it know. from all so, sides overall did you feel like did you because f- you were really 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 enjoying this the show as a whole and because you watched mm-hmm. it all in like one chunk do you feel like the ending tainted the rest of it or do you still feel like you enjoyed the show and would like recommend and watch it all over again um yeah i think i still would because it's still like it it made me really mad but it's still only like a brief moment it's like the last five minutes of the series you know exactly but so yeah i would still recommend it but i would warn people i'd be like the finale will make you mad but the show is good that's what i would say and it's it it, i couldn't help but think about the final season of game of thrones while i was watching it which was also felt really really rushed after all of this buildup of all these characters and whatever like that, which is still like a show that I still think is worth getting through, even though the last season is not great mm-hmm. or it's not satisfying, you know? So yeah, I think, I think because the rest of the season isn't, is not terrible. It just feels really quick and is surprisingly has a dud ending. Yeah. But I, yeah. So final answer yes (laughs) i still (laughs) recommend it (laughs) good yeah i felt like i was removed enough from it that like i was like i still love the show but just feel mad and maybe time will heal that wound but also probably not and that's okay i think we know that we wrote better endings and that's all that matters we have six great options right here (laughs) They're like, uh, they sneakily take down the episode and they make a film a whole new one with one it's of our It's like endings. HBO removing the Starbucks cup. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Ruth's death is the Starbucks cup of Game of Ozark. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. Uh, well, I know for me that my crush of the week is, um, Jason Bateman. I was already 
going on and on about him earlier to Jordan. There's just no other man that would make me feel the way that he does wearing a plain dark green polo <laughs> shirt. Like there, it's just not possible. What about Coach Taylor? He's maybe I, the only other one. Maybe, but even then, I don't know. Green, I don't know. Blue, yeah. But like the the way the polo shirts fit him, it's just sends me into a frenzy. I. It's unfortunate that he is so old <laughs> because I love him. And my sister like wrote out a tweet about all of his like redeeming qualities and why he's like her dream man. And I agree. But I, I said that his only flaw is how he loves his wife unconditionally because Wendy Bird is his wife. And if I it's stand even by that. Love- it's just like blind devotion. Like I don't even think they like each other that much. No, they tried anymore. to make us seem like they did in the very end, and I was just like, I'm not believing this. He wants it to was get kind out of, like, of here. Gross. Yes, I was yeah. like barfing. Marty Bird. I was actually kind of waiting for him to almost have a more evil moments by the end, and so I was happy. I was happily surprised that he actually kind of stays pretty decent. Obviously, mm-hmm. he does a lot of bad things, but, like, he's still a decent guy. Like, everyone in this show is kind of half and half evil yeah. and good, you know, except for Wendy, basically. Um, But I am going to pick a different crush, and I'm I'm picking Wendy's brother, Ben, Tom <gasps> Pelfrey. He was – I actually was waiting for him to kind of have I, – okay, I will say, I don't necessarily think this show's commentary on mental health is – um that admirable they keep like wendy literally says one time they were like you killed ben and she was like well he had a mental illness (laughs) he was mentally ill and it's like oh okay wendy sure um but i thought he was very very cute um and i loved him and ruth together i was like finally ruth gets some action like (laughs) i love this and it's i um when they show the flashback of him in season five, so oh, I did it again in season four, where they show him kind of the moment before he gets killed. Did you get your I hopes up so thinking excited. that he could be yes! still alive? Because so did I. Yes. I was like, no way. Like, that's a twist because we don't ever see him die. Wendy didn't Mm-mm. shoot him or anything. Mm-mm. So I was like, so excited to see him back. That would have been an amazing twist. Um,. And I, that, that's another alternate ending that could have been interesting. Ben Ben comes back and saves Ruth. Ah! But then we had, because those ashes could have been anybody's, but whatever. Agree. So anyway, I I really, really liked Ben. How um, do you feel about him dating Kaylee Kuko in real life or whatever her name is? Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, they. <laughs> it's just been newly announced that they're dating. Well, I guess I'm happy for her. I don't know why she kind of, I have weird vibes about her really, but now I'm now I know why because I'm jealous of her. <laughs> <laughs> Case closed. Oh, that's interesting. Um yeah. that's really funny. Well, she chose well cuz I really like him. He's cute. Yeah, he is really cute. I was I really liked him and I thought he did a really good job. One thing that left that was unresolved for me with Ben was the first time you meet him is when he has a total freak out as a sub, a substitute teacher, and he throws all of his students' phones in the wood chipper. <laughs> but what 
I always thought that maybe the picture that the kids were sending each other was like him doing something bad. But I looked online because they never say what it is. And I looked online. They were people were like, I think he was just mad. They were on their phones. But it, and, but I thought there would be something more there, like mm-hmm. something from his past. And I guess there wasn't. So you're not alone. I thought so, too. Boo. All right. Well, there you have it. Ozark. Four seasons done. And five minutes of anger. But however many <laughs> minutes of the other episodes of great joy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.